0: Hey friend, welcome to the Ready to Rise podcast with your host, me, Audrey Rose. This is the podcast all about taking your life to the next level. Join me on my journey as I create a life that I'm obsessed to wake up for every day. I hope that you are ready to create a life that you really, really love. Are you ready to rise? I'm super interested to hear kind of like your story, how you got into this, and then I really, really want to talk a lot about like just the whole fucking burnout thing, you know, the whole like nursing burnout thing. Like I just, we're all feeling it so strongly right now over here and you know, it <laughs> it never gets better and we have to kind of learn some of our own tools to, you know, get through this time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Where do you want to begin?
0: Let's start with your story. I would love to hear kind of how you got into all of this. I'm super stoked to hear like your path.
1: Yeah. So I, like many people got into nursing. I had a a story of a family member who kind of inspired me. A lot of the people on my dad's side of the family were all nurses. Um, My mom convinced me to become a nurse. I talked to my cousin and he tells me a crazy story. and I'm just like, I'm, I'm jumping in. Yeah. Right and put my head to the grindstone, got into nursing school almost immediately and started working in the Santa Rosa Sonoma County area. First started at Healdsburg Hospital in the ICU and then transferred to Memorial.
0: Nice.
1: What started happening was in the beginning of my nursing career, I, I come in and I'm very happy, very green, very fresh, super excited. And the symptoms that I had when I was a kid of having eczema started to come back a little bit and I didn't think much of it tried to do the general approach throw steroids at it and all this stuff and when I switched over to memorial much higher stress environment level two trauma center working in the ICU um, having a lot of of different cases Mm -hmm. and coming in as still a, a very fresh person into an environment like that. And the eczema just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And for me, I always had a, a strange, eerie feeling about nursing as a profession. I still love it dearly. I, I love what it stands for. I love what Florence Nightingale was, the kind yeah. of symbol she is. Yeah. Uh, but sadly, the system, the corporations that hold the healthcare system up that are basically the hands of the whole entire model They go against everything that nursing is. Yep. And so for me, I started to begin to experience a lot of disconnection, discontent with the profession. I didn't really know it. It's hard to admit that to yourself because we have sunk cost fallacy in the medical professions. If you invest five to 10 years in working in a medical profession and investing that much into school, it's really hard to tell yourself you're not enjoying it. Yeah. So for me, what ended up telling me that I wasn't enjoying it anymore was my skin. Just It just kept getting worse. And I'm surrounded by all of these healthcare professionals who have world-class knowledge on diseases, and nobody can tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to all of these doctors and all these medical professionals, and they're telling me, use steroids for the rest of your life. It's hereditary. You can't do anything about it. And something in my heart told me this is wrong. Yes. On the first week of nursing school, they handed me a pharmacology book, but I know that the body is much more powerful than the science that we've used to study it.
0: Yes, And
1: so I started going on my own healing journey then and people in the healthcare profession, uh, in particular, like institutions like Kaiser, who say that they're all about preventative medicine they are telling me, Oh yeah, you can't get an allergy test to test this because eczema isn't related to allergies. I was like, well, isn't food really important as a doctor, you take the Hippocratic oath and, uh, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine. And I can't get an allergy test. And they're like, no, I'm like, I'm a nurse. Can you just help a brother out? So they let me do an, they let me do an allergy test. And then The doctor tells me, Oh yeah, the results are pretty invalid with these tests. It's like, well, why did why do you even charge people for them then? Oh, just because you might be able to, in rare instances, rule something out. And that's when I really woke up to the system just being a very interesting place. Mm
0: -hmm. Not one
1: that wants to help people facilitate their own healing journey, one that places somebody in the seat of being a victim. And I chose to get out of that seat. And so I started Paying out of pocket for functional medicine doctors and going down my own path of healing. And what ended up happening, my coworker Brian, he was a, a pretty pessimistic guy, very burnt out, worked his ass off. He ended up committing suicide. Damn. And that was October 2019. And many of the people in the profession, this is the crazy part, we're nurses, we're supposed to be perfect at diagnosing people, you can walk into a room with a a patient with a uh, psychiatric disorder. And as a nurse, you're not allowed to diagnose, but you can pretty much come up with a diagnosis. Nobody really knew this was going to happen. When Brian did commit that act, we all were like, Oh, that makes sense. But nobody really knew.
0: Yeah, ahead of time. And everyone's yeah. also burnt out and doing their own, you know, it's like that hamster wheel, like everyone's doing their own thing too. Sometimes it's can that.
1: Everyone's trying their best. Mm-hmm. I, I have the utmost respect for people who choose to become medical professionals. Sadly, we don't often know what we're getting into because it's, yeah. when we hear about it, it's kind of painted in, in these rose tinted glasses. And then you get into the environment and it's a bunch of sterile lights and a lot of monitors and, and it's a completely different world. And so uh, Brian's decision helped me make a very important decision in my life that I was going to fix my current circumstances, take responsibility for my health, and uh, go on a hero's journey. So I decided to put in my two weeks notice. Uh, I left nursing December 31st, 2019, and booked a one-way ticket to Columbia where I am now. Oh,
0: my gosh what a huge transformation. And so can, <laughs> can we talk a little bit about your healing journey there and how you feel oh, absolutely. about this? Yeah.
1: And- yeah. So I got to Colombia. I didn't really have a plan. I knew that entrepreneurship was something that I wanted to set sail on, pun intended. And um, I didn't really know how. So when I got to Colombia, I kind of continued doing the same stuff. I was like 25 at the time. Um, drinking, partying. And then a couple of months into my journey, boom, COVID hits and the whole entire world goes into shutdown and everyone's freaking out. And for the first time in my life, I have to go inside myself and focus only on myself. (laughs) And so I just started meditating, started spending thousands of dollars on mentorship, started seeing myself differently. And um, there was a lot of work done in that apartment in, in Columbia in a really interesting neighborhood during those couple of months. And, uh, I got a lot of very interesting downloads about what I should be doing Uh, that ended up leading me to coaching. And then, yeah, throughout my healing journey, I just got a lot more spiritual, I would say, Mm -hmm. And, and not in the woo woo sense, but just more connected to, to the world, to nature. Um, I, I actually started drinking ayahuasca,
0: nice. which
1: is the complete opposite end of the spectrum when you're looking at Western medicine and then you yeah. go to this kind of medicine. Um, and to be honest with my experience with ayahuasca, it was, there were some instances that were almost as traumatic as, as Western medicine because I started to just like when I first started my nursing career, I ped- pedestalized Western medicine. I thought that was the answer. And then when I started, uh, doing ayahuasca to try and heal my skin. I started pedestalizing that. And both of those instances gave me slaps uh, in the face by reality, basically telling me, don't give your power away to institutions, to um, these other things, because all the power comes from yourself.
0: All the healing comes
1: from inside.
0: Just like going within, like you'll be able to tell yourself what you need.
1: Exactly. 100%. And When I started doing that, that's when I I didn't need those things anymore. Um, My skin, I I met my girlfriend and we were both just doing so much work on ourselves that we stopped trying to look for other people to fill the void. And then that's when the universe connected us.
0: Yes. I love that.
1: And then she helped me pretty much finish up... uh, the rest of the work that I was doing on healing my skin, I was like 80% healed when I met her. And then she just sealed, sealed the deal.
0: Wow. So can we chat a little bit, like now that you've had all of these experiences and you can kind of use these new tools that you've created or that you've found, how do you link that in? Because you help nurses fight burnout. Is that right? Like
1: I did, I started, that okay. was the first thing I started doing as oh, a, okay. a, a coaching consultant. Um, I have courses on that. I had a Ooh. podcast with like 30 episodes. If anyone wants to listen to that, because I think it will still help. Yeah, but for that? me, what's that's, that called? It, it's called the Bedside the Beachside podcast. But I was in a transition phase. It was okay. called the Healthcare Self-Care Podcast. I can I can send you the link. I'll change yeah. it back to the to the healthcare self-care podcast. Yeah, um, but that's got 30 episodes on assertiveness and self-care and all this stuff. So that will be a good modality to use if you guys are having issues with burnout and stuff. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, what I'm doing now is I'm helping people transition into entrepreneurship. If they, awesome. if they want to end up having more freedom than they, if they feel c- confined to the profession they chose and it's not something that they're really inspired by, then that's what I help people with. And the reason I made the transition was because I felt a little bit out of integrity helping healthcare professionals when I'm not working as a healthcare professional
0: anymore. I see what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How, how can I be preaching about burnout and stuff when I'm not there on the front lines with you? And to be honest, the majority of my healing came from me being able to leave that profession. So if I teach you all these tools on my own healing journey and you're still in the profession, it's going to be hard for you to implement these because you, you're still like, Running around like in the Sahara Desert, uh, getting chased, <laughs> getting chased by lions—that's the god. feeling you have all the time. Yes. <laughs> so, oh
0: my god, for me, I'm
1: I'm sitting on my balcony right now, looking at a bunch of trees and nature, <sighs> um, while you guys are under a bunch of fluorescent lights. So it's it's hard for me to to come back to that reality and, and yeah. help you guys out. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to pass that on the, those podcasts, and it's amazing how just that one decision can change everything. Like I feel so strongly about, you know, making these changes in our lives. And that's why I started the podcast was I noticed myself like getting in a slump with nursing and it was just like, and a bunch of other things, but that was part of it where it's like, okay, well, I see that three days a week, my entire day is, you know, taken up with with my job. Right. I'm there. I'm under those fluorescent lights. I'm just running around, stressed out, eating junk food. And then I was like, okay, well, at least like for me, I'm not in in the place where I'm going to leave this career yet, but I need to make this work for me. I need to make my Mm -hmm. life work for me. So then it was like, okay, well let's transition into those daily practices and implementing more of that time. Like you were just talking about on the balcony, like just enjoying life, like implementing more of that. But yeah, it, it does feel like that. It does feel like you're getting chased by lions and you're like, it's just so much stress all the time. So, yeah, I mean, congrats on making the decision to do what's best for you. And now, like, look at, you know, how much your life has changed.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, a job is a job. And I think one of the things that I was really helping people with when I had the bye-bye the, the burnout program and stuff, helping nurses pretty much navigate burnout and get out of it was if you become overly identified with your title, it's going to cause issues for you in the future. You can see this yeah. with doctors. If you, if you watch any Instagram reel where uh, someone's joking around in the office and they call the doctor by their first name, you can I see love it. Uh-huh. Yeah, all the doctors, they get pissed off because you didn't call <laughs> them by their identity. And yep. so now they have this ego attached to that identity. And it's the same thing with nurses. When I was working as a nurse, all my friends were nurses when we got off work, we're still talking about Foley catheters and dignity shields yeah. and it never ends. And so what I noticed was I was planning an escape route the whole time and not in the sense that I wasn't planning it when I was enjoying the profession, right. but I was always like, I have big aspirations. I, I, I'm planning on saving my money and using this money to do big things. Whereas my coworkers were investing their money in mortgages, car payments, and golden handcuffs
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh exactly and we can get so caught up in that that's the thing like I feel like like that's what I would love to just kind of touch on like as we kind of wrap up a little bit is like is touching on you know we get caught up in what you're saying like in this whole society thing and like we're buying the house we're doing the, the car we're going to work we're not we're just so um zoned out I guess You know, we're just so stuck in this daily routine that we don't see that there's something better out there. That's going to make us feel so much better. Like you said, like the beginning of your story, you know, throwing steroids at the eczema and just kind of like, just kind of going to work, going home, that kind of thing. But like, what would you, what kind of advice do you give people for trying to break out of that?
1: Yeah. So surround yourself with people that actually cause pain for you. Because you see a life that you desire out of them. So mm-hmm. an example of this would be, I paid for mentorship when I was deep in the nursing game and I was starting to see people who were living lives that I really wanted and I wasn't living that life. And that just lit a fire under my ass. Mm-hmm. When you can see people who are just so inspiring that it, it almost causes pain and desire inside of you, that's when you will start to make a change. The, the two motivators in all human nature, our pain and desire. So if you want to make a change, you have to press those buttons somehow.
0: There you go. That's totally it. Love it. (laughs) I'm like, this is so good. I need everybody to listen to this. (laughs) (sighs) Well, thank you so much. And let me just ask you, you know, for like a, like a self-care tool or like a tip or something like, of course, I'm sure you have a million, but if you could just tell everybody one thing that they could do for themselves, what would it be?
1: Well, I, I mean, I have, I have too many, I'll, I'll rattle yeah. off a couple, but yeah. I, think, I think the most important thing is to get really clear on what you want, because regardless of if you agree or disagree with me, um, we all carry societal programming. We all carry mm-hmm. things that we've been told by our parents, by our school teachers, about how reality really is. And until you can figure out what you really want your reality to be, you will continue to allow other people to dictate that for you. So get really, really clear on what you want out of your life. Take a a day to go sit in nature and, and take a notebook and just write down, what do I want out of life? What would that look like? What would my ideal profession be? If, if you want to continue in whatever profession you're in right now, that's great. But let's look at how could it be even better than what you have right now? If you were getting paid an extra $15,000 a year, would that make your life better? I can guarantee you it would. Um, if you're eating healthier, would that make your life better? Probably. So write all that stuff down and get really clear on what you want. And then it's going to be easier to obtain that. The universe will not offer you anything unless you're very clear about what you want.
0: Oh my God. That's so true. It really is. Like literally <laughs> my side story. Like I'm literally going to edit this out because I sound, but I, um, Oh, I started getting into like the whole manifestation thing. Oh, I don't swear. edit this
1: out. Don't edit
0: oh. out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I started getting into the manifestation thing, you know, and I, I started this little vision board and every morning I start just writing one thing on my board, right. One little thing on my board. And it's so Crazy how, like three days later it shows up. Two yeah, days later, nothing shows up. I'm looking at mine. Right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I'm like, you know, I, I love it so much. It's just yeah, you just you have to be clear on what you want. You're so right. And I think also just you know, circling back to what you said about just taking care of yourself too. Because I think if we are, you know, where I'm at I'm in this place right now, just with all the stress going on, but It's like when we're in this place of not taking great care of ourselves, I I think it, you know, it, it just changes things for us. You know, we're not as clear. We're not as focused. We're just kind of showing the universe in a way that we don't really care.
1: And how do you how do you feel regarding your relationship with nursing right now?
0: Oh, I'm so honestly I don't know. I'm I'm like, I have this feeling like it's definitely not um, I'm not in it for the long haul. I used to feel when I was first starting, I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to bridge to like a doctor program or I'm going to do this or maybe like ACNP or whatever. Now I'm like still in the float pool. I have no uh, desire to upgrade my education. I have mm-hmm. no desire, you know, half the time I'm like planning and plotting of how I can get out of work shifts. Like, oh, maybe I'll make this an ed day or maybe I'll make this, you know, whatever. And um, yeah, it's, it's tough. And right now it's so fucking hard. Cause it's like, they threw float pull on this COVID unit and it's just, it's fucking madness. And then there's, you know, of course, because it's COVID there's no resources, there's nothing coming up to this floor. It's like,
1: well, you're getting a lot of pizza, right?
0: Oh, yeah. And it's burnt. It's burnt. And then it's also just one box. They sent us, I had Uh, like four sitter cases, a care partner, and a a bunch of staff up there the other day. And they sent us one box of burnt pizza. And I was
1: like. Yeah, from Little Caesars. Like at least make it gluten free or something. Oh, my
0: God. Yes, exactly. And then, (laughs) of course, when you're you know running around and you're feeling that stressed of course you want the fucking pizza you know like you're you want to eat something that you it's like that dopamine or whatever it is it's like you want to eat something but then of course then you feel like crap after you're not taking care of yourself then the ambulance company comes and brings a box of candies and we devour (laughs) that it's like shit you know yeah it's
1: it's such a counterintuitive model because it's like if you go into healthcare, you are signing up to put yourself at a higher risk to become one of the patients in Mm -hmm. one way or another. That's what happened to me. And that happened in just a year and a half.
0: Yeah. It's insane. It's really, you go into healthcare thinking, you know, Oh, I'm going to help all these people. And, and not to sound, I don't know if it's like narcissistic or what it is, but, but you know, it's not always about like the compliments you receive or the recognition you receive, but that's part of it. You know, it feels good to help people. It feels really good. Yeah. And then, you know, here it's like, and they yell at you if you don't bring them the right sandwich, <laughs> you grab them a sandwich from the fridge and then they're just like, no, no, I said chocolate pudding. It's like, ah, uh, it, it's hard. It's, it's a hard job. And yeah.
1: Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about the future though, because the more people I talk to, the more people are waking up to preventative yeah. medicine. And there are a lot more entrepreneurial people who want to start making changes.
0: Yeah. And
1: there's there's really no way to beat the system except for being like a kid in the playground where you're not playing in the system. You are like kind of side by side and you just go and start your own thing and go build your own sandcastle. And that's what's going to end up happening.
0: Yeah. I sure hope so. And like, I hope that, yeah, as more people wake up to preventative medicine and getting some of, you know, some different healing modalities coming, that's, you know, that'd be awesome. I know I dream about that, like here having some kind of little, I don't know, like, um, almost like a little practice, you know, with different healing modalities, things that are a lot more holistic.
1: So. Yeah, it, it, it comes down to education at the end of the day, because mm-hmm. like it, the more people that listen to a podcast like this mm-hmm. and, and are able to pull themselves out of the current reality and kind of look at it from a bird's eye view, more people are going to become healthier because the people who know about preventative medicine are living proof of preventative medicine.
0: Yeah, But a lot
1: of the people that don't know about it, they were just following blind orders that they were told by a system that doesn't care about them. And so it's our job as the people who understand preventative medicine to advocate
0: for it. Yeah, exactly. And on the, the flip side, you know, the people who are, who have been serving in that system and see the backside of everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Being able to kind of call it out, which is scary to do, but yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Seriously. I'm so glad. Yay. I'm so happy you were able to make it to another awesome episode. Don't forget. If this resonated with you, take a screenshot, tag me in it on Instagram at enlightened period wellness, or if it's something that one of your friends needs to hear, don't hesitate to send it out. Let's get this message across. Have a blessed day.